Hello and welcome to the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. It's that time once again, folks. A year has gone. At, at least I think it was only one year. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. Um, uh, 2020. What can you say? All the memes. Um, but you're Jeremy, right? I am Jeremy, and I am joined once again by I, I'm Dave. I just I just wanted to make sure. <sighs> so I'm here with I'm here with my horns and my face paint. Oh no, wait, that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> oh yes, it's that time for us to go through and uh, tell you our picks for best riff tracks releases of 2020, as well as give you the results of the poll uh, we did a fan poll that went for a couple weeks just to give everybody enough time to to watch a few more maybe that they had been meaning to get in and and tell us which uh their favorites that was really bad but you know what we're gonna power through it yeah we're gonna power through it <laughs> we're just gonna keep going we're gonna keep on trucking as they used to say 50 years ago yeah it's early for us both me and jeremy work nights so technically it's like what it's like it's 8 a.m where i am yeah, it's 10 uh, so, here. yeah so i mean it's it's earlier but like for me it's like you know 6, 6 p.m uh yeah. because i just got back from uh the night job the night but, job uh, uh we also have some some surprises for oh. you how surprising is this a surprise for me too, or is it something that no, I know? No, you about? are well aware of this. Oh, I, oh, yeah. All right. Well, you know, here's hoping that uh, that this next year is is a little shorter in in terms <laughs> of uh, how long it feels. Well, we're already off to a great start. Yeah, we sure are. Let's yeah. let's get our first category out of the way here. Okay. Uh, the best riff tracks, just the jokes MP3 release. Okay, Dave. What was your favorite out of the four that we got this year? Here, well, we'll 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 run them down for you. We had Star Wars Episode Nine. All we right. had Avengers Endgame, Jim Cotta, and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Well, here's the thing: of those four, I think I'm probably. I I, I, know, I know this is going to be controversial because I know a lot of people are going to say it was Jim Cotta, but um. I'm going to have to go with Mortal Kombat just because, you know, I'm biased, but I can yeah. do that. You know, this isn't the news. I can be biased. It's a podcast for crying out loud. And podcast, since yeah. Mortal Kombat is one of my favorite movies of all time. Getting to experience with the Rift Tracks um, peoples was, uh, it was pretty cool. So I'm going with Mortal Kombat. And mine was... Jim Cotta, yeah, so and not yeah, just mine. I- it was also the uh, the winner of the fan poll uh, with thirty point seven percent of all voters picking Jim Cotta. Mortal Kombat was right behind it. Oh, I was about to say, uh, do I need to be angry with everybody because like if, like like watch Mortal Kombat come in last? Twenty nine and a half percent people voted for Mortal Kombat, so they were they were neck and neck. It was very close. Oh, okay. Remember when our parents died? <laughs> Yeah, speaking of someone else who liked Jim Cotta, here is a little message from Matthew J. Elliott. Hi there, it's Matthew J. Elliott, 
the not quite so funny one from Brit Riffs wishing you all a happy 2021 and what a year 2020 was I will always prefer to think of it as the year of Jim Carter and to be perfectly honest with you I can't think of a single other thing that will ever ever be connected with the year 2020 so let's let's just settle on that it was the year of Jim Carter and we can all remain happy in the knowledge that that was one of the best riffs ever produced but what a year what a year for me yes let's let's talk about me for a while the thing that people I think really care about I I'm very happy to say that in this year I produced I think two of the best gags I have ever written for Rift Tracks Presents and not even for me and Ian I wrote them for Mary Jo and Bridget I thought that my career had peaked uh, in whatever happened to baby Jane when I wrote the gag if you're still hungry there's a dead physiotherapist in the freezer but then I got to work on the Rue McClanahan classic Baby of the Bride and was able to write the gag you look as if Amanda Bierce and Maya Rudolph were in a teleport accident and to be perfectly honest with you, at that point, I thought, nailed it. I can die happy now. So this is me, Matthew J. Elliott, slowly dying happily. God bless you all and have a great 2021 with Riff Tracks. Thank you so much for that, Matthew. Yes, thank you, Matthew. You're, uh, you're a great, fantastic, wonderful human being who I would never try to impersonate. It didn't happen. <laughs> There's no recordings of never it. It never, never happened. It never happened. Especially not when we were preparing for this episode. No, 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 not at all. I wasn't doing my best. I, I, I wasn't doing my best Matthew J. Elliott impression. But um, here's the thing. It might be the world's only Matthew J. Elliott impression. <laughs> oh, dang it. I just, I just admitted happen. that it exists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh, don't worry about that. That that one will not That one will not make the Patreon. It's okay. okay. All right. Good, 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 good. Speaking of Matthew J. Elliott, let's take a look now at uh, the best Rift Tracks Presents VODs for the year. Uh, our category includes Sherlock Holmes Terror by Night, Strange Impersonation, Lady Mobster, Sherlock Holmes and the Secret Weapon, Bride of the Gorilla, Assignment Outer Space, Frankenstein's Daughter, High School USA, uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory, Amanda and the Alien, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and Baby of the Bride. That's a lot. That is a lot. Rift Tracks presents me representing, as they say on the streets. <laughs> so uh, what's your uh, favorite Rift Tracks presents of the year, Jeremy? Uh, for me, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a close one. I really liked Lady Mobster. I think that's probably my third. Mm-hmm. Uh Assignment Outer Space would take second place for me, and Werewolf, like, Werewolf, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory is probably my number one. Neither one of us can speak today. This is our season finale. We need to, we need to step it up. But uh, you're going with with, uh, Werewolf? Yeah, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory, I think, was my favorite one of the year. Right. Um, for me, from Matthew J. Elliott and yep, Ian and Potter. Ian Potter. Like, okay, for for me, it comes down to assignment out. Well, I like Bride of the Gorilla a lot, so that's my favorite. Uh, Bridget and Mary Jo. Okay. Uh, as for Matthew J. and uh, Ian, I, I I'm torn really between Assignment Outer Space and um, you know, the other one. 
werewolf, werewolf, uh, werewolf in a girl's dormitory. Because they're both just so weird, but they're so weird in in in, in different ways. Where you just kind of just like 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 where you just kind of like look at them, and they're just like, what the hell, you know? And Ian and Matthew both like like their what the hellness in both of these movies is just like, right. So it's it's like so entertaining to like, because (laughs) you're like right there with them. I was prepared to say it was werewolf in a girl's dormitory, but I think I got to give it to assignment outer space just because it's just so damn weird. You know, if I'm being completely honest, I think assignment outer space probably, probably beats out werewolf as for, as far as the, uh, uh, Matthew J and Ian Potter riffs go. Uh, Bride of the Gorilla, definitely for uh, Mary Joan Bridget. All right. Well, this is one that uh, the fans picked a little bit differently. Oh, really? Uh, Their third place at 29.4% of all votes goes to Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory. Second place with 29.5% of the votes goes to Lady Mobster. Mm -hmm. And the number one riff, according to our fans... Uh, is High School USA. Really? Yeah. Wow. The weird uh, 80s failed TV show pilot thing with Michael J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it it was good. You know, but it's like, you know, Bride of the Gorilla just seems more riff tracksy, though. In my opinion. Yeah. Here's another special message, this time from the other half of uh, Brit Tracks. It's Ian Potter. Hi, I'm Ian Potter, the devilishly handsome one out of the criminally underrated British Rift Tracks Presents team, Matthew J. Elliott and Ian Potter. Although that is also a claim horrendous road accident of the team Matthew J. Elliott and horrendous road accidents can make. I've been asked if I'd tell all you lovely people, and potentially Matthew, my favourite Rift Tracks moment of the popular space year 2020. Now, at first I thought that was going to be tough and potentially embarrassing, as I listed in detail my half of all the bits I did with Matthew in 2020, but then I realised my actual fondest Rift Track-related memory of last year, and amazingly, it's a sincere one. I was quite ill in 2020, I don't know if you heard, but there was a lot of quite ill back then, and things were very uncertain and scary for an awful lot of the year. Well, during that time, the Rift Tracks people were incredibly lovely, supportive and kind to me. Mike. Bridget, Kevin, Bill, Mary Jo, and the, I suspect, unsung behind-the-scenes guy Casey, who makes so much happen for us, all reached out to me in ways I found really moving and supportive. Matthew was also fairly nice. So I just want to tell you, if you're fans of Rift Tracks, and why are you listening to this if you're not, um, you've chosen some beautiful, warm human beings to support. And I thank you and them for that. And their kindness is a moment I will always treasure from the year just gone. Here's to the future. Did that sound mawkish enough? Should I cut the bit about Matthew being quite nice? Thank you for that, Ian. Uh, That was surprisingly heartfelt. Well, some awful nice things he had to say. I mean, Ian already got sentimental. So, I mean, I guess I'll get sentimental here. Like, we're opening that Pandora's box. Like, Uh oh, that got to me a little bit. Uh, like you know, and be like, I mean, we don't have much of an association, but we have enough of one where, like, you know, if um, 
something exceptionally bad were to happen to him, I would, I would definitely have feelings, you know, um, about it. Yeah. You know, like put, put it together, everybody. Um, so, uh, to hear that, like, you know, that got to me. So yeah. Good man there. Yes. Good man. Yes. He's a good man. Uh, nothing, nothing but good health to Ian in 2021, please. Yeah. That's what we want. Uh, let's move on now uh, to best riff track shorts of 2020. And this field always has a, uh, a lot of uh, competitors in it. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, there's only one far and away, maybe even the best thing riff tracks has done this year, but uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's quick do a rundown of all of the shorts for the year. We started out. Oh with- no. Are we really going to do that? There's like, there's like a ton of them. <laughs> Ah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, we started off the year with uh, Bridget Mary Joe doing Squeak the Squirrel. And then we got Kids Guide to the Internet and Bicycle Safety Camp, both from Connor Lestoka and Sean Thompson. Then a green thumb for Macaulay. Beginning Responsibility, uh, Lunchroom Goes Bananas, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, Arranging the Buffet Supper, First Aid for Children, I Can Do It Myself. <laughs> Uh, appreciating our parents, an airplane trip by jet. Speak up, Andrew. Keeping clean and neat, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which of course we talked about here. In yes, the that, that, is, that one is excellent. Uh, uh, the big yellow fellow. My brother is afraid of everything. Am I trustworthy? U.S. electors, how we vote. <laughs> Voting at eighteen. Victory Squad. Tuesday in November. The Munchers, Alias St. Nick, December Holidays, The Snowman, The Blessed Midnight, and Santa's Spaceship. Dave, what is your pick? My pick is, I well, I mean, I, I, I think you already know what it is. It's um, Kid's Guide to the Internet. That, that is like, okay, look, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to plant a flag, and this includes any full-length VOD done by Mike, Kevin, and Bill. Sorry, I mean, you know, I'm not saying anything, any of that stuff was bad, but I'm saying that Kid's Guide to the Internet is hands down, far and away, the best thing Rift Tracks did this year. You know what? I, I think I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I watched that thing. Okay, look, dang it. I'm not like Ernest Klein or anything. I don't want anybody <laughs> out there to get like the, the wrong idea, but this thing kids guide to the internet that 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 sean and connor did it was so good and it just resonated with me that much i watched it four times in a row like back to back like i have to see that again 2021 if we don't get a a full length riff from these guys i just don't know what riff tracks is doing anymore if they don't put these resources to use like like it's that good and i think that like that is such a great untapped potential for 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 the company and for its content. I mean, ah, you know, coming from the number one Rift Tracks fan, which is me, me, Dave. We got to have more of that, man. That was awesome. It was it was very 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 good. Uh, my my top three for the year. Now this shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Um, the Munchers is my uh, my number oh, three, geez. which 
that was just a fever dream of uh, tooth decay. That mm-hmm. one it was absolutely insane uh, and and kind of terrifying at the same time. <laughs> uh, but I loved it. It was great. Uh, Bicycle Safety Camp, my second favorite of the year. Yeah, that has to be my second. Is from uh, as as we lovingly refer to them as uh, Con and Shauner. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, of course, number one, Kids Guide to the Internet. Uh, it was it was an amazing introduction uh, to to Connor and Sean riffing themselves and just like the same as Dave. I watched it multiple times in a row. It was so good. Like, like I, 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 I couldn't get over how good it was. And like just thinking about it back now, a year later, I'm just like, that was so good. <laughs> Bottom line, we need more. From yeah, man. Connor. Ah, oh, it's like, like, like my brain is releasing dopamine into my system right now. <laughs> just thinking about how awesome that was. Okay. Uh, but um, to bounce off what you were saying, I think my number two for shorts would have to be uh, the bicycle safety camp, obviously. But my number three, I think would be the Goldilocks one. Yeah, the weird live action. Yeah. Let's really, use, let's use really the did. real girl and real bears. Yeah. <laughs> Those bears didn't care. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? The fans uh, the fans agree with Kids Guide to the Internet being the best one of the year because... Jeez, it's, it's unanimous. Because 68... Percent of people who voted in this poll picked a kid's guide for the internet. 68%. The next closest was bicycle safety camp with 25%. That's that's how that's how good kids guide to the internet was. The, well, this, no, this just had like amazingly large margin over anything. It's a, it's a Pandora's box because it's like, you know, it's like because you know, because usually with shorts they go back and they get all these public domain things from like the you know like Coronet and 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 things like that. But Kids Guide to the Internet was something that like resonates with you know uh, with with us you know guys in their forties now. Yeah. Um, oh God. But um, there's just so much there, like from the nineties, and like you know like. I don't know what the licensing issue with, with a lot of that stuff is. It's probably very complicated. It's probably a big reason why we haven't gotten a whole lot more. It was like pff, the possibilities. Yes. And now, and now what do we need him to do now, Dave? Baby ghost. Mm-mm-mm. Baby ghost. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> we joke about baby ghost, but here's the thing. I would take anything from these guys at this point. I yes. mean, it wouldn't even have to be a VOD. I mean, it's like an MP3, uh, something. Just going to throw some suggestions out there. Shawshank Redemption, uh, Glenn yes. Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> Coffee uh, is for closers, Dave. Yeah. Are we not closers, Jeremy? Did we not get coffee? <laughs> I have some Dr. Pepper and cream soda here that I'm drinking at age 15 in the morning. Yeah. Anything from them at this point would be outstanding. Uh, yes. Speaking of speaking of Sean, check this out. Hello, True Blue Riffcast. Sean Thomason here, uh, senior writer and producer at Riff Tracks. Uh, as for my favorite moments of 2020, uh, of course, 
I selfishly have to mention Kids Guide to the Internet and Bicycle Safety Camp uh, because I'm on those. And if you haven't checked that out yet, how dare you? Uh, but my favorite moment of the year probably goes, it's a tough one. It's a really good year, but Lichen Colony, the uh, Z-grade werewolf movie we did, specifically the scene with the creepy werewolf waiter guy who in one scene says, Mmm, uh, tender! And also the classic, Mistake! After he makes a mistake. I think I just like how self-aware he was. Anyway, thanks everyone. Have a great year. Uh, bye. Hey, thanks, Sean. That was uh, that was good. Yes, like in Colony, and Tender. Uh, mm, <laughs> definitely one of my mistake uh, one of my from that movie. Yes. Uh, and and now let's hear from the other half of that duo. Hey, Riffcast, Connor Lestoka here. Thanks to Jeremy and Dave for inviting me on. Uh, looking back at twenty twenty, you know. Maybe not the best year of my life, but definitely in the top three years of my life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I think my favorite Rift Tracks moment would have come in right at the end. I really enjoy doing It's a Wonderful Life with everybody. I had sort of been pushing to do that for many years now, and it was always a stretch goal that got sort of relegated to the utmost tier that we never ended up hitting. So it was a real treat to get to spend a lot of time with a movie that we all love. And I think everyone sort of brought their A game and uh, just really fun to explore the details of that movie from a comedy perspective because I thought it worked really well. I was really proud of how it turned out. And of course, it was really fun to uh, take a crack at that bicycle safety camp short with Sean because that was something that I had always, I mean, I, I knew about that because my cousin had it in their basement when we were probably 13 years old. So we would watch it and make fun of it then. And it was surreal to do that 35 years later and not 35, geez, uh, 25 years later and get paid to do it. So that was fun. I'm glad everyone really enjoyed it too. It was, uh, it was heartening to see the response that it got. So uh, thanks again, guys, for keeping the uh, riff cast going and for everyone else who listens and who watches our stuff. Hope we actually get to do some live shows in 2021, but uh, regardless, we're going to keep uh, the funny coming. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you, Connor. Wow, we're just awash with 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 celebrity walk-ons, or as, <laughs> or in wrestling we call them run-ins. Come yeah, run run-ins. in, and Connor just smacked me in the back with a metal folding chair. Take that, pa! I've taken over your podcast. We definitely plan on on keeping the Riffcast going. So don't worry about that, Connor. You'll still have plenty, plenty to listen to. And now uh, I think it's time for the main event, Dave. Yes. Rift Tracks VODs or VODs, yes. as I VOD. always all the time call them. Rift Tracks VODs. That's a lie. I don't really call them VODs. <laughs> <laughs> this year was a weird one because and not just because of everything else in 2020. I just mean release wise. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't have we... any live shows. No, there was no live shows. That's so weird. Well, I mean, not weird. You know, what can you do? It was unusual, and and it sucked. And like Connor said, hopefully we get some more uh, this year, depending on how how things are going by then. Which I I have a feeling they'll be better this year by summer. I'm going to make this promise right here on the True Blue Riffcast is that uh, I will be at the next Rift Tracks live show in Nashville. I'm uh, I've decided that that's something that I'm committing to. Like whenever it is, that's something that I want to be at. So, but we started off the year with the uh, highly muscled butts. 
That's uh, we had uh, <laughs> oh my God. Sunset Strip. <laughs> such a um, long time ago. <laughs> I, it really feels like forever yeah, it ago. it does. It doesn't even feel like it was like recent. Like, no, like highly muscled butts was like, that was a year ago? Really? It feels like it was like 10. You know, it feels like Birdemic. Oh, hey, we need to do that. Hey, this is an idea because I'm about to make you feel old now, Jeremy. Are you ready for this? Strap in. In February, it'll be the 10-year anniversary of Riff Tracks releasing their Riff of Birdemic. Uh, uh, You're welcome, everybody. Uh, I hate it when you do that, Dave. <laughs> 10 years. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Uh I was 30 years old. <laughs> and now I'm not. No, you're not. Uh, let's see. Sunshine Strip. Uh, Shape of Things to Come. Then we got uh, the Lorenzo Lamas fronted uh, bounty tracker, followed by uh, the snooze fest of a movie that was hijack. Uh, flight oh, God. <laughs> Velvet Smooth after that. That was really good. I liked Velvet Smooth a lot. Oh, it's smooth is good. Uh, Ninja Warlord, a very enjoyable riff. I think is just going to kind of um, go overlooked by a lot of people because of some of these other mm-hmm. ones that came out this year, uh, like Lovely but Deadly. Then we got uh, the most dangerous game, the one that was Kevin, Mike, and Bridget instead of Bill. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Suburban Sasquatch. Then we had Disney's musical Aladdin, mm-hmm. The Return, Stitches, Vengeance of the Dead, Light Blast, Woo! Light Blast, uh, Lycan Colony, Martial Law Two Undercover, Beaks, ah! Charade, Jacko, Battle for the Lost Planet, It's a Wonderful Life, Special Riff Tracks Edit, and Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders. Which is uh, their most recent release? Yes. You know, for me, that didn't really that didn't really uh, upset the apple cart as much as uh, I'm not saying it's a bad riff. I'm just comparing it to how the um, apple cart for <laughs> riff of the year was upset significantly by uh, Attack of the Super Monsters in 2019. Yeah, uh, but I would uh, say that it was upset no. by the release before Merlin Shop. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life that kind. Of- Yes, that definitely upset the apple cart yeah. quite a bit, and it created kind of a um, uh, ethical dilemma for me <laughs> in my you know in my life as a Rift Tracks fan and observing uh, Rift Tracks and evaluating where things go, place in order, blah blah blah. Yeah, but what do the fans have to think? Let's put ourselves. Uh, let's make what we think the main event. Okay. That way we could say that, like, you know, it, it has more weight that way. Us, yeah. Well, um, the fans kind of were split on this one. We had a four-way tie for second place. Really? Uh, each of these got 28.4% of the overall vote. We've got uh, Aladdin, uh, Light Blast, Lycan Colony, and It's a Wonderful Life. Those were all tied for second? Those were all tied for second place. I've never seen anything like this. This was absolutely bizarro. Uh, the number one movie uh, was kind of off on its own a little bit at 37.5% of overall votes, Suburban Sasquatch. Suburban Sasquatch. That doesn't surprise me. No, um, that does not surprise me one bit. Yeah. Um, 
What was number three? What got number three? Uh, well, if we go from uh, outside of the, the four-way tie for second place, Lovely But Deadly. Took oh, that's too three. bad. That's a really good riff. Like you said, it's probably going to get buried in like just like everything the craziness else. of everything that happened in the year. and Because uh, it was like right around that time. When was Lovely But Deadly released? Uh, March 27. Yeah, so about that time. <laughs> Right when everything really yeah, started. Yeah, right when everything went to hell. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, it was it was followed up by um, Suburban Sasquatch. A couple yes. And then followed up, that was followed up by Aladdin. Um, there's just a lot of craziness this year. I don't know if I would put it on the same level as just like constant, continuous crazy that they were throwing at us in 2017. Um, but uh, now let's revisit last year. I don't remember what our like number twos and threes were. I think we both picked Attack of the Super Monsters was in there somewhere in our top three. Is something that yeah. we both picked. I know that. Um, but uh, twenty nineteen, we both uh, unanimously agreed, and I was kind of surprised by this. I was I was surprised at how this uh, dark horse became a uh, riff of the year on the True Blue Riffcast was the visitor. Yeah. Yeah, like the right the right balance of weirdness and badness. Yeah, we haven't shared our lists with each other yet. So, do you want to go first with your top three, or should I? Uh, I'll I'll go first with mine. Okay. I'm sure you're going to have some uh, some differing opinions on some of these, but for me, it, it was tougher for me to choose the order for a couple of these. Uh, Aladdin is my is my number three for the mm-hmm. year. Um, in China, I, I, my one and two. Uh, I I was trying not to let uh, my personal bias weigh this too much, and I was trying to go just from from sheer entertainment value. Uh, but I failed. Uh, <laughs> Suburban Sasquatch is my number two. No. And Light Blast is my riff of the year, Dave. Is it really? It is. I just uh that that meant so much to me to see that one actually get riffed. And then of course, you know, the quality of the riffs on top of it. Yeah. I've rewatched that one more than I've watched anything else VOD wise this year. Yeah. And it's just the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. And that, that's that's not to say that Suburban Sasquatch doesn't deserve to be number one. Just I I let my bias get in the way on this one. <laughs> hey, that's 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 totally fine. In fact, I'm going to agree with you slightly. Only so only ever so slightly is that uh, my number three is Light Blast Woo. as well. So uh, Light Blast is my number three. For the same reasons, you know, we've discussed about it on on, on the podcast. Uh, Jeremy and I discovered Light Blast together, and I like to believe that we're the reason that Rift Tracks did it. Uh, it's probably not true, but that's what I tell myself uh, because, like, every chance we get, we're just like, "When are you guys doing Light Blast? When are you guys doing Light Blast? When are you guys doing Light Blast?" Uh, and they finally did it. Yeah, so that one, this one, definitely. Um, is something uh, 
if I still had time to do the riffwiki.net riff of the year, like review every single one, I don't like, you know, back when I first started the riff wiki had all kinds of time to do all that. I don't have that kind of time anymore. Uh, but if I was still doing that, I think probably light blast would probably be, uh, my editor's choice award. Nice. My number two, see now between number two and number one is where it's a wonderful life really threw a wrench into things. Obviously, uh, what I'm I'm talking this suburban suburban Sasquatch obviously and it's a wonderful life for me were the two big contenders for for riff of the year, uh, mainly because it's a wonderful life I think is probably one of the most important additions to the riff tracks library into the riff tracks canon uh, that um, if it went up against anything else anything else i'm 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 looking at the uh, riff tracks wiki that i unfortunately have kind of you know i don't have really have time to edit it the way i used to i already covered that but um just looking at all the uh, vod's from the past year if it was up against any of these it would get riff of the year running away no question but we do have suburban sasquatch in there yeah. <laughs> and Suburban Sasquatch, I can't justify, I cannot justify not giving Suburban Sasquatch Riff of the Year. As much as uh, I, I love It's a Wonderful Life and its importance to the place, its place in Riff Tracks lore and Riff Tracks canon, all that, it's number two for 2020. Just gets second place for me, and number one goes to Suburban Sasquatch. It just, Sasquatch. that's just the way that is just the way it has to be. Yeah. You that know? dumb yeah. teleporting Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just, it's so, it's just so amazing. It's almost like during, I can't believe this thing. I mean, I know they, 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 they've talked about it on red letter media. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it has a lot of people who know about it through, through that. But at the same time, suburban Sasquatch is not like the room or Birdemic where it has like, you know, massive like pop culture attention. Yeah. on it. And it almost feels like it should. So in 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 many ways it's like roller gator. Um but except I it doesn't do have the feel- noodling all the time, so don't worry guys. Yeah. Right, but the thing is like I kind of feel that um roller gator probably doesn't deserve to be as well known. As the room or Birdemic, as much as I love Roller Gator, you know, like I think I would prefer that it remain kind of like this, like a little uh, found treasure uh, that like not a whole lot of people know about. Like, you know, like I can like annoy Rift Tracks fans by saying that, like, hey, Roller Gator, and they just watch them lose their minds and be like, and you know, just like the renting of their garments and Roller Gator. Like, you know, like, like, I think that's where Roller Gator needs to live. But uh, <laughs> S- Suburban Sasquatch, like, I don't know. I honestly don't know how it hasn't reached, like, the, in the mythos of kind of, like, something like a Neil Breen movie. Or, yeah, th- th- things like that. Because you just look at, I mean, and it, it's, it's, it's everything about it 
you know, I, I'm so glad that Rift Tracks did it and made it part of the Rift Tracks canon because, yeah. man, it belongs there. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is an amazing addition to the catalog. Like, and and honestly, you know, like I said, personal personal biases aside, yeah, it, it was an amazing riff. Uh so you know, you mentioned you mentioned Neil Breen there, Dave. Yeah. Uh a lot of people have him on uh on their wish list for for a movie that that they would like to see uh or something, you know, along those lines. What do well, you I have? Can't... What oh, do you for, have on your for, wish that you would uh, like to see? I'm not I'm not gonna include Neil Breen in this because uh you know we've talked about this before uh slightly, but you know, he he thinks too highly of him of himself. He is the he is the uh exact opposite of say David Tom, G. Cola. Or Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Um well I would include Neil Breen. But I would say, just do one, just do one, do double down, because I kind of had a falling out with 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 Neil Breen. I was kind of upset with him, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Neil Breen, all his movies are kind of the same. I mean, and it's 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 say what you will about Birdemic and Replica and Julian Jack, all kind of being the same movie. Because they are and they aren't. Um, but like with a Neil Breen movie. <laughs> it's literally the same. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's all the same. Like, you know, like I like I, I feel like he doesn't get really any better as a filmmaker. And <laughs> uh, it, it's a weird thing with uh, with. Um, like, say, when you look at somebody like James Wen. Um, his first movie was Julian Jack, right? So you would think with Replica, he would be better. No, he got worse. And Birdemic is worse than Replica. <laughs> he actively got worse. And I'm not just saying that because I hate the man. I've, it's, uh, but, um, but you take someone like, like, like James Wen and you observe that he just goes downhill, uh, I don't even, I don't think Tommy Wiseau has even really made another, like another real movie since the room. So, I mean, like his legacy is kind of like stamped, like right there, bam, that's what it is. Uh, with Neil Breen, he just stays the same. Yeah, he just gets older, you know? So, uh, I would say just do double down. That would be my, uh, just, that would be my, uh, wish as far as Neil Breen goes, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, if I were to get my wish list, things that like, I would like to see happen, but I kind of know they won't because, uh, you know, they've kind of gone off in different directions. I'd like to see the hunger games, the get finished, you know, because, uh, yes, I would like to see them do the, uh, two, three and four of those. Um, I'd like to see them do something epic. I'd like to see them do Watchmen. Uh, because Watchmen that would be a good VOD, yeah, or a good MP3. Yeah, yeah, good MP3. I don't think you get Watchmen VOD. <laughs> no, I mean I love Watchmen. That's on my list of top ten favorite. Gosh, I'm getting so Kleinian. What's wrong with me? 
Uh, but it's not it's not my mo- most favorite movies of all time. But I do I am a big fan, unironically, a big fan of of the Watchmen movie and of the novel. Um, but I think the Watchmen is like visually and like you know just like content wise, I think it's really really something that lends itself well to what Rift Tracks does and is the perfect kind of Rift Tracks movie. Weirdly in the same way that Street Fighter is a perfect Rift Tracks movie and yep. also that Mothra is a perfect Rift Tracks movie. I think in that vein, uh, visually and content-wise, I think Watchmen would lend itself really well to what Rift Tracks does. So I would like to see, I would like to see The Hunger Games um, I would like to see Watchmen. I'd like to see Double Down. Um, other than that, I don't really have an extensive like B movie um wish list. Uh, I think at this point, like you know, that that mine has been you know well tapped. I don't know if you can yeah. tap a mine. You can tap a well. <laughs> But, um, I think, you know, but like, um, but I also really, things I don't want to see is like Dinosaur Island. Don't do that. That's awful. <laughs> don't do Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That movie is, uh, but, um, yeah, I think I would just, I would, I would like to see just kind of like a little bit, not much of one, but just kind of like a, um. Uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a renaissance of kind of <laughs> like what Rift Tracks was, you know, around around 2011 through like 2015 to where like, you know, there's like this really awesome mix of MP3s and VODs. So to that end, I would say Hunger Games, Watchmen, Double Down. That's what I would like to see. Uh but, you know, I know, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath for all of them. I'd like to see it. And I'm not complaining that, it's, that, that it might not happen. But yeah. wish list, that would, that would, I think those would be pretty awesome. Well, for mine, um, I, have a few, I have a few specific things. Obviously, there's, there's the long dreamt of Masters of the Universe. I would love to see that actually happen. How many canon films have we have they actually done? I know I know Bridget and Mary Joe did one or no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bridget and Mary Joe did one. And, and they did the I, Apple. The Apple, yeah. Just those two are the only Yeah, the only I think ones. those are the only canon films that they've done. Um I mean there and there's plenty of other canon films that if they could get their hands oh, yeah. on outstanding. It would be but, fantastic. Uh, but like, you know, but I'm a, I I'm not one of those guys. Sorry, I'm I'm interrupting you again. I'm not one of those guys that says like they need to do. I, I see this from time to time that Rift Tracks needs to just like go all go through the entire canon catalog. Yeah. No, I I just want I just want a couple like yeah. specifically Masters of the Universe, like everybody yeah. else. Long awaited. Um, yeah. Long awaited. Yes. There's there's a couple other movies um, that I have that I know I've suggested before. Frogs. Uh, that weird. Uh, e- the uh, ecology. The ecology. Uh, the ecosystem fights back movie, you know, with yeah. the, where the frogs don't actually ever kill anybody. Like, there's a lizard with uh, like a gas gun. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the Dungeon Master with uh, Richard Mall playing uh, the devil. That was a good one. And uh, wait, that, wait, uh, Ball? Yeah, play the devil. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was this weird anthology movie, and it was. I I I don't know if we've talked about this or not before, but there uh, is is a uh, is a riff tracks connection in this movie. Um, via the one of the directors of one of the uh, oh Charles Band Charles Band was one of the directors. That's what. Oh, it was. nice. Um, and you know he did he did a bunch of other wonderful things, <clears throat> but uh, there so there's that Dungeon Master. It's also called Rage War, like over in the UK or whatever. And uh, of course, um, you know there's there's always the old standby of Haunted Ween. And my last yeah. wish is a new movie that's going to be coming out this year, 2021, directed by uh, Mark Polonia, and that is Feeders 3, The Final Meal. Is that really happening? It is really happening. That's a real thing. I know you told me about it. I thought you were... I thought, oh, you, no. were, I thought, no, you, no. I thought you were a liar, sir. No, that is a real thing. And... I'm oh, super the final meal. Oh my god! <laughs> now wait a second. How is he going to do that? How is he going to do that without his brother? That's sacrilege. It'll. I'm sure it'll be dedicated to him, like 100. percent Is he gonna? Is, is he gonna? Is he gonna like? Is he gonna shoot it on a VHS camcorder? WTF? I don't know. They I mean their whole thing is still low budget horror sci fi action films, so I doubt that it's going to be much different from the other ones. Now, of course it isn't. I mean, they're the Polonia brothers. So I'm, I'm really, some of their other movies. It's just like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm really hoping we get that one. And I have a strong feeling that we will. It maybe not in 2021, but maybe, you know, 22 or whatever, 2022. Yeah. It'll happen. I'm sure. But yeah, that's, that's it. That's my wish list. Okay. Now let me ask you this. I'm going to throw you, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Are you ready for this? Sure. Are you ready for this curveball? Okay. So, 2021 uh, live season, we obviously we're going to have uh, Hobgoblins and Amityville yep. Four. Yep. If they were to add any of any, you know, any live show dates this year, and they were based on classic Rift Tracks VODs. Which classic VODs would you choose? Let's say you get two. Guy from Harlem. And... Okay, and you get one more. Ghost House. You bastard! Those are my choices, too! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think that'd be great. Those would be great additions. It's unanimous. Yeah. I guess that means they have to do it, right? If we both agree, yeah, on they it. have to. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, we run the show, apparently. Yeah, yeah. get on it, guys. Oh but, uh, man. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so all right, let's let's do a quick recap of uh, our favorites for the year. Of course, Kids Guide to the Internet. Yes, Kids Guide to the Internet. I. You know what? I think, I think I agree with you on on your point you made with this. Kids Guide to the Internet overall best thing they released this year. Yeah, definitely. It's like, and again, again, we all love pancakes, 
It's not to denigrate suburban Sasquatch or it's a wonderful life or anything nope. or anything else that they did. It's, it's not about that. It's just that kids guide to the internet, I think was the highlight of the year. Yes. And that came early in the year too, which is, yeah, which it was like nice. in February. I remember because it was still, it was still, <laughs> it was when I was still wrestling. It was like when we still had, you know, we could still go places. I remember because it's like, I was late to training because I watched that thing four times in a row. Uh, I turned 40. So I decided uh, I had a good three year run being a, being a pro wrestler in my late thirties. So I decided to, like, I haven't told very many people this, but I've decided to, uh, to, to hang it up. Uh, so, uh, rip Charlie B. Yeah. Well, well he lives on in our hearts, but, um, <laughs> yeah, there are some other things about that, but just like, you know, I bet, I bet to, to say that I just remember, like, I was just, I was just late to training because I have to drive from, uh, where I live near Ogden, Utah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to let that that's that's real i'm just gonna let that sit there if you if you understand it if you understand it great if you don't well listen to 372 pages we'll never get back um yeah yeah (laughs) so i have to drive from where i live near ogden utah uh down to salt lake and it's like a 40 minute drive uh i did that three times a week for like three years and kind of glad that I don't do it anymore. But um I was and I was uh uh I was late for training because I was watching Kids Guide to the Internet over and over and over and over. <laughs> Chadwick, why are you late? <laughs> I was I was watching I was watching Kids Guide to the Internet from the nineties, man. Oh man, that's that's a good reason to be late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh VODs you know, Suburban Sasquatch, Light Blast, It's a Wonderful Life, all great stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory, Assignment Outer Space, both great VODs. Oh, well, let's not forget Bridget and Mary Jo. Um, high School USA. And, uh, high School USA, yep. And I believe I chose Bride of the Gorilla. Yep, just checking my notes. Yep. <laughs> Bride of the Gorilla, yeah, that's good. It's definitely a good year for Rift Tracks. We had a lot of really good stuff, a lot of really good stuff. And, you know, Suburban Sasquatch and It's a Wonderful Life are both up there now in the pantheon of Rift Tracks. I I think we would, we would be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge that Lycan Colony exists. <laughs> Mistake! Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, well, it wasn't in, you know, like, I... I'm pretty sure it was in the running for, for riff of the year for you. Oh yeah. And yeah, but like number four for me, for, for, for me, it's notable because it is, uh, technically worse than roller gator. And I, 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 I never thought we would get something that was worse than like, like on a tech on just like on a, just like on a filmmaking level. Something that's worse than Roller Gator, it, you know. And I, I love Roller Gator, right? You know, we all love, we all love pancakes. I love Roller Gator. I'm not trying to put Roller Gator down. Not trying to do that. But it's pretty bad. Uh, but Lycan Colony is worse <laughs> by like a lot. I never thought we'd get there, but here we are. Uh, do you think? Do you think in 2021 
it's possible to find something worse than Lycan Colony. Yes. There's always something worse, Dave. I, I don't know how that's possible. Uh, I already brought one up. Haunted Ween. Come on. No, Haunted Ween is better than Lycan Colony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, will, it does actually have some slight some slight it, production value. Yeah, no, like there, there, there is some slight craft to Haunted Ween. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's there's always something worse, Dave. Just just when you think you've scraped the bottom of the barrel, you find a whole new level underneath it. And even below that, there's Chad Vader. Hi, oh, <laughs> yes, you are correct. Uh, <laughs> oh man, what a year! What a yeah, year! What a year! So uh, that's our season finale, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, thanks to everybody uh, for listening to us throughout the year. Uh, if you're new here, hey, thanks for joining. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you stick around. Um, we'll be starting season three very shortly. Uh, maybe, maybe have a new uh, a new feature to talk about. Uh, but we we still got to suss that out here on our end. And we're gonna wrap things up right now. And. We're going to tell you not to make a mistake like uh, the guy in Lycan Colony and go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast. You can head over there. You can support us for a couple dollars a month and you get access to some some outtakes, some some chatter that we do beforehand uh, before we actually start the podcast itself. And uh, of course, you know, you'll, you'll get previews of what's coming up. You'll get early looks at like today, where we had uh, some some audio from Matthew J. Elliott, Ian Potter, uh, Sean Thomason, and Connor Lestoka. And thanks again, you guys, for that. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll get all that stuff if you go over to the Patreon. And uh, once again, that is patreon.com slash TrueBlueRiffCast. And I am Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com on Twitter and Facebook at pbandawesome. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave. You can check me out at davechadwick.info. And uh, you can send me emails at dave at trueblueriffcast.com. And we will see you guys in our next season. Woo! Woo! Happy 2021!